Well, welcome back, everybody. You have just joined the Coldest Podcast with Rocky and Cheetah, and you're in luck for the second time. Cheetah is back with us. I'm back. I'm, so, you know, it does my heart well when you're here in the room. But you know, I, I've been thinking about it the past few weeks. You've not been able to make the shows, and I got to ask you a personal question. Sure. Are you going to leave me? I was thinking about it. <gasps> But I can't do it, you know. I, I feel like um, I have to be here. I gotta be here to support everybody, and well, that's and that includes you, Rocky. I can't so. just be Rocky and myself for the show. Right. It doesn't work. Got to support all the great people out there that listen to our show too. Well, you know, you've been traveling so much. You're you're so much in demand. You know, Colas University. You've raised the bar, and all these other people want a piece of you to come out and educate. And I just thought. Man, she's going to leave the show and go do that, be some superstar out there in the cannabis world. So I'm glad you're staying. I'll always make time. It's important. Okay, Cheetah, since you've been out educating, you know, you you come across, I I know you've had some other uh, brands come out, ask for your kind of, you know, coaching and Mm -hmm. instructional services. And, you know, there's good brands and not so good brands out there. Some of them are all pretty packaging and not much substance. So how are you dealing with that? How are you talking about that? It's all about education, right? There's so many different brands out there, flour, cartridges. So I really talk about with the vendors, what makes you unique? What's something that makes you stand out above anything else? So really honing in on those key features and benefits, talking in cannabinoids and terpene profile, not indica sativa hybrid. You know, you've heard me say this time and time again, and I'll continue to say it until people start to listen. Those don't mean a thing. Those are just labels, but they do not get to where you want to be, right? So when you smoke or you consume, you're not smoking indica sativa hybrid. You are consuming cannabinoids and terpenes. So those profiles are going to matter, and that comes with education and training. So I really appreciate those brands out there that care about that. Well, you know, every time you're sitting in this room, that means me always feel smarter. Just hearing you're re-educating me constantly. So I, th- I think you're going to enjoy our guest today. Doesn't just come in a pretty box. It's got a lot of even though his packaging is beautiful. <laughs> it's very beautiful, <laughs> and what's inside it is even more beautiful. So that's why we're welcoming Shane from Maven here today. Hey, hey. Shane, how, how are you? Guys are you? Doing? Thank you so much for uh, having me over here at Colas. Uh, appreciate you guys. Yeah. You know, every time you walk in the room, and I've seen you a couple times. I immediately want to get your autograph. <laughs> you know why? I go, oh man, you look like a rock star from my youth, man. It's the lovely locks, oh. right? It's you the got that, hair. Oh, you're. Beautiful, long, curly hair, man. I'm envious. I wish I you had You guys that. can't see it, but he's got beautiful, curly, like, sandy blonde hair. It's, it's taken me a long time to grow this hair out. <laughs> I'm, I'm getting older, so I feel like, you know, why not give it one last run and, and, and see what happens? Yeah. And, and here we are. <laughs> hey, Cheetah, is there cannabinoid for hair growth? Yeah. Oh, I want a lot of them then. <laughs> it's a lot of the C cannabinoids, actually. C. CBC, okay. CBGA, CBD. All right. Find some for me, okay. please. <laughs> I've got a lot of friends that actually went bald at early ages, so if you could if you could offer that, I'd love to <laughs> share, share the love. Well, we think Maven, you guys are going to find something, man. You're going to start marketing a nice cannabis product for hair growth. Cannabis Rogaine. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. 
Look, now somebody's going to take what we just said and yeah. steal it. Okay, pressure's on. You got they're going to have the, the longest hair ever to watch. <laughs> <laughs> You're going to know they stole it because they're going to have the longest hair. Like the Adams Family thing. <laughs> <laughs> well, Shane, you came a long way to be here. So where would you come up from? And, uh, you know, tell us a background of Maven and when it started. I mean, I know there's a lot of years of growing experience, but when your company actually started. Um, you know, we've, uh, we've been in this industry for roughly, you know, 17, 20 years, um, based out of Los Angeles. Um, you know, I think we started the brand relative like 2016, I think, um, I used to vend a lot of dispensaries in the old traditional days and, you know, the old jars with just a sticker on it. It was just a strain name. It just, it was just like, you know, kind of like choose the quality of cannabis where they'd give you the chopsticks and you can kind of get it in the old medicinal pop top all deli style yeah. yeah and you know after after vending to so many shops you know over time um i started to see a couple brands you know show up and i'm like oh shit you know like there's there's people thinking a little bit further ahead of time and as i saw that with the connections that i had it just kind of sparked something and uh I have such a great group that, you know, they're great growers. They're so attention to detail. And we were known for producing great quality OGs and the pre-98 Bubba Kush back OG, in those days. OG, OG, Yeah, we had the good OG. So, um, you know, after seeing that, I just felt like maybe branding was the thing. And me and the group went over a couple ideas. And I, I just kind of looked at, uh, I think there's a ritual in this industry. And, you know... You, you look at the flower, you pinch it, you smell it, you pin, you, you look at it. Um, I think most people that look at flower that way are kind of, they have a connoisseur level of appreciation for quality. Mm-hmm. Um, I, I, I saw the word connoisseurs used pretty heavily in the industry. And I just, um, I didn't want to use that term. So the, the word maven came about. And what maven means is, uh, you know, it means connoisseurs. It means uh, experts in a specific field and ones of knowledge. I felt like that ritual can translate down without the uh, claim of connoisseur, I guess you could say, and just mm-hmm. kind of keep it subliminal. And, um, you know, th- that's kind of where the brand started. Excellent. Well, that makes Cheetah happy. Now that you work deep into the roots of the cannabis plant and you, you raise it up, to, you know, that maven level, which is really high. It's not just pretty packaging and stuff, whatever inside it. A lot of care, a lot of thought, and you know you have a lot of unique strains too. Absolutely, yeah. You know, like our group, you know, we got some geeks in the lab. Um, you know, our, our cultivators, Chad, Aaron, Mike, uh, Jason. They, you know, the the whole team is just so strong. Uh, they they love the breeding concepts, uh, everything that we look forward to. Uh, just really focusing on quality. Um, you know, we were talking here earlier about, uh, you know, sativa, indica hybrid, these classifications that maybe are a little bit outdated, right? So, you know, as, as the industry is maturing and, you know, everything is moving forward, I find it, I, I kind of look at it as more of like purpose of the plant, right? Um, what do these strains represent? People walk into dispensaries and they're looking for uh, like a strain that helps them with uh, cramps or nausea or sleep or a sativa that they want to, you know, be more on the up level. Well, I think at the end of the day, like what really translates here is 
terpene profiles, right? right. Yep. Uh, I think it's bullshit that the industry is so focused on this this whole THC thing, which makes yes. absolutely no fucking sense to me at all. Cheetah, hey, cheetah, that's yeah. cheetah's rant can you do a right little there. Thing you can I'm right just there. like, it's just it's it's disappointing. It's like there's so many great brands out there producing like some great quality. And then for the industry to shut them down because it doesn't hit 30% yeah. or above, I think it's just kind of like, come on, guys. Like, mm -hmm. can't we do better than that with our education level in this industry and not have the lazy or easy way out to where mm -hmm. the percentage sells itself? Right. You know, I think our bud tenders, the management on top of that, which you guys do such a great job. You know, the Colas campus over here, for you, Dana, to have the voice that you do and the level of education and what you offer to your whole team here, um, it's so surprising that a majority of the industry isn't doing that yeah. because, you know, what, what you offer, the education level, just the way that you uh, teach your staff is a little bit above and beyond the percentage aspect. And for you to teach terpenes and the effects of those terpenes and how the whole plant works you know that's that's what i say that you know maybe the purpose of the plant is going to be something later on down the line to where the whole sativa indica hybrid goes out the the window and yeah. you focus on what those strains offer because that's what it's about it's about what those strains offer absolutely and every strain is different they have their own characters they grow faster slower and everything across the board and um you know we take a lot of pride with like our cross-pollination project creating new genetics um, always taking our hats off to the breeders that are out there. Thank you guys so much for, uh, all the breeders out there. Thank yeah. you guys so much for, uh, having a lot of companies level up on your craft because yeah. you guys are the ones out there really fine tuning things and, um, finding specifics and qualities of, uh, the strains that people are looking for. Cool. Well, we're going to take a quick break, but I do want to make a a note that, that you kind of gave a shout out to Colas, right? Your core values, one of them is authenticity, but you got a slogan, curated to elevate our customers' lives. And you know, Colas' motto, elevate your senses, baby. <laughs> yeah, we're a match made in heaven. We're all and elevating together. Colas University, elevate your performance. See? Yeah, I like Everybody that. Everybody in the universe like is that. elevating. Well, we're going to keep elevating with Maven. We're going to come right back to the Colas Podcast with Rocky and Cheetah. Hey, hey, welcome back, Coldest Podcast friends and family. You're here with Rocky, Cheetah, and Shane from Maven. And just, you know, talking about the, what you call the glory days of cannabis. Remember when cannabis was back the pirate days? You bought it in the little dime bags. Oh, My yeah. day even was further. It was a Ziploc bag. You know, you got either a three-finger or four-finger <laughs> lid, period. And you were lucky, like, wow, there's one butt in there, and the rest was all shake. And oh, you yeah. Just, you <laughs> smoked it. And it, it, it got you where you wanted to get to or it didn't. Or you period. got a compressed brick with a lot of seeds and stems <laughs> in it and you were still happy with that. Oh, I yeah. probably have some old t-shirts with the burn holes from the, the seeds popping and oh, yeah. all the cotton fabric out. That's when you know you're OG, man, way back Absolutely. when. Absolutely. <laughs> but it's come a long way. And just looking at Maven's packaging, you know, there, there's a lot of packaging that's very trendy, very flashy. Yours is actually more sophisticated. I mean, it shows well. You go to your website. The photography of it, it looks in a place that when somebody, even if they don't know your flower and your products, they go, wow, this is a very classy looking. And how did that come about? Um, you know, when, when we were 
forming the brand, um, my team was great at cultivating and I promised to go out there in the field and try to expand the brand. So I was handed the torch to do that while they continued to grow. And I caught myself packaging all these eighths, packaging everything, then going out to the market and trying to, you know, get our product in, in all the retails. And, and during that time I felt we were not delivering the, um, aesthetic of the, bl- of the brand at the time. And, um, our partner, Miguel, he's the, the man when it comes to creativity. Um, I was just stuck in a hard spot trying to juggle too many things at once. And, um, he stepped up to the plate and, uh, he nailed it. He knew what I was trying to do that I couldn't do because, because I didn't really have that creativity level. I just knew what I wanted Mm -hmm. to do and get this brand off the ground. And he came through with this packaging idea and I looked at him, I was like, you did it. Like it was, it, it was beautiful. So like the whole purpose of that was, you know, there's, it's a craft, right? Cultivating indoor cannabis or cultivating cannabis in general, whether it's outdoor light depth, whatever it may may be, there is a craft to it. And, uh, we didn't want to put garbage in pretty packaging and we're pretty, uh, particular on what goes in there. Like actually that's one of our biggest things. If we grow a strain and it doesn't make suit, we're going to sell it in bulk to white label brands. And we're going to pick the best quality that we feel is suitable for the brand. And, um, that's what, good quality goes into good packaging going back to the maven customer right that's what i hope you know like that's uh that's the presentation we were looking for is just you know putting a lot of a lot of time a lot of hard work um just a a lot of effort into curating good medicine good quality and with a good presentation but on top of that what i really was impressed with you because you came earlier do some training um, in the video, every single one of um, the employees that work for Maven said the same thing. They talked about having passion for the plant. And they kept saying that. And that really resonated. It's like, look, I'm not just selling a brand. We are passionate about this plant. So we're going to put every ounce of love and care that we do into our into our product. And that's huge because oh, yeah. some, some brands are gimmicky. But you guys are all about the love and commitment and passion for what this plant can do. And I really appreciate that. Absolutely. Like, thanks for saying that. You know, if anyone really knows the history of this industry, you know, going to your local dispensary a long time ago, it wasn't, uh, it wasn't as comfortable as it is today. Um, It's nice to see those people stand the ground to get the industry where it is today and have a friendly environment where we don't have to watch the screens all day wondering if we're going to get raided. Yeah. You know, (laughs) like that's how it was. And people that really stood up for it, you know, I really take my hat off to those individuals that got raided and robbed Mm -hmm. and, and went through all that a hundred times to finally get a license to where you could operate professionally, you know, and, and that's kind of how, how it was. They paid some serious dues, including, you know, the owners of Colas went through that for many years. Absolutely. Fighting out is hard for them. Once everything was a wreck and in, out in the open, it was actually hard for them to make the adjustment, moving from the shadows to light. When you've done it so long in the shadows and you go, it's okay to come out. They're going, oh, I'm not sure about that. They yeah. paid some serious dues. Yeah. So, you know, for us to be in this industry, as long as we have been, you know, we're so proud of, you know, all the bullets that we dodged to get here. It's been such hard work, extremely stressful, believing in, uh, a craft that you're very proud of that was considered so illegal and right. rebellious, you know, yeah. if you want to call it that when it had so many purposes that were overlooked. So 
um, you know, we just really want to deliver as a brand and showcase our best qualities. And, you know, we're proud to be here and, and try to have uh, that voice. Well, with so many years in the industry and especially the nascent legal industry for real, um, what's unique about both your cultivation practices, okay. your extraction practices, you have flour, concentrates, vapes, saucepans? Um, you know, I think what's really unique about us, um, at, you know, as this industry has matured, uh, I still think it has a long way to go, but if you, if you look at what this industry is, you know, there's many different aspects of it. Um, the first one I'll talk about because I'm more familiar with it is the whole cultivation aspect of it and branding. You know, nowadays there's so many people that really want to get their hands involved in this industry. Um, you know, there's a lot of great people out there that understand branding and marketing and they are able to curate, uh, brands and packaging. And then on the other end, there's uh, some really amazing farmers out there that know how to grow amazing cannabis, amazing medicine, and uh, provide that. Well, if you put those two hand in hand, you got guys that are companies that are not growers, and they go build relationships with growers, and they source that flower, and they put it into their packaging, and, and then you have a brand. Um, what makes us unique is that I, I would like to look at us as an authentic brand. We actually have been growers and cultivators for a very long time. And, uh, with that comes a level of authenticity showing that we take so much pride. We're very in tune with our flower. We're very in tune with the quality that we put out and we grow everything ourselves, package it, distro everything. So really you were authentic before there was a brand. I mean, you, you were to the core growing, knew what you wanted, knew the level of excellence you wanted to achieve. And that really became the brand. You didn't brand first and then reverse engineer you, your brand was the connoisseur level of flower that you had. Absolutely. I mean, we've, we've always just been so focused on, on quality. That's when we would even let ourselves down if the strain or the harvest didn't come out up to par. So we've um, experienced in so many different ways, different strains, different everything, recipes, uh, everything across the board to see, you know, what we're doing right, what we're doing wrong to finally be at a point to where, we're always still learning, but I feel like we've reached a threshold that we can continuously produce a great quality product and still evolve from that. Now, you got a boatload of unique strains. How do you come across all those? On, on, just on your website menu alone, there's, there's, it looks like a couple of dozen of very unique strains out there. there there's a lot. You know, um, I'm so fortunate to have the team that I have that just geeks out in the cultivation and they're enthusiasts. We're all enthusiasts, but we all wear so many different hats. Yeah. Those guys in the cultivation wear that hat so well. Um, I just couldn't be more proud of my team to wear it as well as they do and teach me uh, like a lot of the things that I'm learning from, you know, all the different strains and, you know, our, our cross pollinations and, uh, you know, how we could come up with different strains. I think what I really fucked up on in the beginning, <clears throat> you know, there was these trends that, that were uh, happening and I was like, fuck, like, why aren't we growing those strains? And then the minute you grow those strains, you got every everyone else growing those strains too. And I'm like, fuck, you know, I just try to show up and I'm trying to get on the shelf. And they're like, that's great, Shane. We've got like 30 other purple <laughs> yeah, punches. Wow. And I'm great. like, oh, shit, okay. You know, so that was like a good learning lesson because, you know, I, I don't, it's like, it's not really about failure. It's about learning and, and, yeah. and doing better. Yep. And that was one of those things that we all looked at each other and we're like, how do we become a unique brand? How do we really brand the Maven name to an expectation of you don't really know what's coming next because we're always trying to, you know, build our, uh, 
or strains and and just offer varieties that you just don't see and that's why i really appreciate the breeders for uh you know putting that mindset towards commercial cultivation maven never boring never complacent always keep you on the cutting edge (laughs) thank you guys (laughs) that's how you succeed you have to keep learning and growing i I think even a year from now you're going to start seeing um buyers that are going to want flour based upon medicinal needs they're going to say hey shane what do you have that's going to help with muscle spasms? What's going to help with this? Because as our customer base continues to evolve, more people are going to look at this as medicine. And that's where it originated from, right? We weren't recreational all this time. This was medicine 12,000 years ago. This was medicine and it still today is. So I really am going to, I, in my whole heart and soul, see this going this direction. Yeah. I, you know, it's cool that you say that because, you know, since we do cultivate and produce all of our own extracts, byproducts, like everything across the board, um, you know, we have so many different friends and some with ca- uh, cancer and some with MS and some with like so many unfortunate human circumstances to know that we are cultivating and growing a company and, you know, a, a product, which I should really meant to say, that helps people. Um, and actually getting their feedback when we, when we offer it to them is so huge for us. Like our, a friend of mine that has MS, I, you know, I called him up and I was like, Hey man, we're doing this like, um, full extract cannabis oil. Does this help your MS? And he gave me a thorough description of exactly what it helps out with. Wow. And then, um, I had another company reach out today that was like, we just got your FECO oil and we have someone that had a brain tumor and you donated a bunch of product to our dispensary and we'd be given out for free. And these are the responses. And I'm like, holy shit. You know, we never really hear the response. Sometimes we just give it out. And to get the response, knowing that it's truly helping people was so rewarding. Mm -hmm. And I think that's one thing that I wish I heard more of is just that gratification, knowing that the cannabis community, the cannabis culture in general is just uh, doing so much great uh, Mm -hmm. with the medicinal purposes that we don't really hear enough of because- Recreational use is awesome. I right. think a lot of people have enjoyed cannabis forever. Yeah. But to know that it's truly going towards a cause and uh, and, and hearing about that is, is so rewarding. And that's huge because on the flip side of that, a lot of people still have that stigma because they see it's just recreational. And they think, oh, just a bunch of people getting high, not being productive, right? But no, this is actual medicine. So I think the more we can open up that mindset and make people feel comfortable about approaching, hey, I have this condition. Well, you know what? Cannabis can help with it. Yeah. And I think as the industry matures, I could beat that up over and over again. Um, I think there will be a good shift. And I think bud tenders will, you know, have more knowledge versus trying to, you know, base these things off a THC percentage and and just look a little bit further into it. Very much so. Well, we're going to come back in just a moment and talk about some of the, the different faces of cannabis. And it's been very enlightening with Shane from Maven. We'll be right back to all our Rocky and Cheetah fans out there. Stay tuned. Hey, hey, we're back with Rocky and Cheetah on the Coolest Podcast. And our friend Shane from Maven... Uh, Shane was digging in real deep here about, you know, the altruistic nature of how they, you know, started growing, how they went to market, and when suddenly cannabis became officially legal, the sophistication of brands, and some brands are real and some brands not so real. 
But, you know, your company really is built on the people. You mentioned the breeders, the growers, everybody putting their heart and soul into it, really understanding the plant. And, uh, you know, there's been a lot of unique faces coming forward now, faces that maybe we didn't always realize in the past. Like, I'm sure, you know, Raven, you have probably a lot of women that are working with you, and they bring unique Oh, yeah. skills and unique virtues and experiences to the table as well as other different groups and whatnot. Maybe you can chat about that for a moment. Yeah. You know, um, just navigating through this industry as long as we've been in it um, and, and being fortunate to uh, curate the team that we have, um, you know, I don't know. Um, I feel like dudes always have this like dick measuring contest <laughs> on who's got the biggest muscles or this, this like power trip kind of thing. And you know, the women that we have, um, with our team, I just feel like I love having women involved, you know, because their structure, they keep us in line. They're so neutral. And if we're fucking up, they're going to be like, Hey, you're fucking up. And I'm like, okay, thank <laughs> oh, you. Oh yeah, you know? they are. <laughs> and it's, and it's much easier to hear that from a woman than if some dude was to be like, Hey, you're fucking up, bro. And you're like, <laughs> cheetah tells me like, that about 10 you know, times a day. You're, you're fucking up, dude. <laughs> <laughs> and you know, maybe it's just in like male nature to have like a, a flex off, yeah. but you know, to not have to worry about that in our environment and just have like a nice flow of like just good vibes and structure and the ladies and like the gentlemen and just like the whole <laughs> like you know like the whole uh is it synchro synchronicity how do you synchronicity synchronicity the I know, whole i know one big word so, <laughs> so synchronicity, <laughs> you know like the dance that we all do on a daily uh we got a good flow and a great team and you know thank you all the women out there that are holding it down and and keeping us organized well on behalf of all the women we say thank you that you appreciate that because in this industry it has been male dominant yeah. for the longest time and it was hard to get a, a voice in this industry to say, you know what, we're leaders too. And so we're seeing a nice balance now with that. And we really appreciate uh, companies that appreciate that, that female voice. Absolutely. Help, so. Well, how does your brand resonate with women? I, I can be basic here and look at the packaging, very sophisticated. And I can stereotype and said, you know, women will like that. It's very classy looking, but beyond that, the products inside, how do they resonate with your women customers? You know, that's that's a great question. I don't know if I, I necessarily have an answer for it because when it comes to demographic or different sexes, I think, you know, when we were curating this brand, we just kind of wanted like a a neutral approach, um, like a uh, like a longevity approach, let me say, because we all we all go through our phases, right? I we I think us as in a group, we, we wanted to curate something that uh, we hoped wasn't outgrown, I guess you could say. And um, <laughs> it's going to go back to Dana and I. Like, I think when I first came out here and did a presentation, I made a comment about tie-dye. And I was like, yeah, you know, like sometimes you were in the hippie phase and maybe I don't want to wear tie-dye anymore. And I look over and I'm like, oh, fuck, did I just say something stupid? Because you know? I was wearing like a tie-dye dress. Oh! And, like, and Cheetah, who always dresses up yeah, so classy. You know. She's in her hippie mode, bohemia. And, you know, and if you look at like the history of like the cannabis culture, there's like the weed leaves, the tie-dye. Yeah. Like there was like a cool, like Grateful Dead kind Thanks. of vibe, yeah. you know. And, and as this industry matures, there's so many different vibes that you know, represent each company's character. And I think that's what makes each brand special mm -hmm. and the way they present their product, you know, and, and, and who they truly are as a brand. There's like so many great brands out there. As, as far as our brand, um, we just kind of wanted to curate something neutral that we hoped had a longevity to it and uh, a style that, um, you know, just, just had a, a neutral presentation to multiple mm -hmm. demographics and audiences. That's I don't cool. know if it's too masculine sometimes, 
or you know what it may be because i really don't get too much of that feedback except you guys packaging is great and i'm like fuck yeah you know like miguel <laughs> nailed that one that's yep. cool and you know? at the end of the day that's all that matters yeah nobody pigeonholes you in one pot versus yeah intended. but you know you it's like just a brand that i think it's visually the curb appeal speaks for itself and then when you consume the products you go oh yeah it meets your packaging yeah two really work well together totally thank, thank you so much for saying that i think at the end of the day what it really came down to is you know I, i'll go back to the uh the craft of it mm -hmm. and that craft being presented the best way that we could offer the quality that's inside you've done a great job with that thank you oh you know you figure 17 to almost 20 years plus doing this <laughs> You got a lot of pedigree going into it. I feel like I'm 80 sometimes. This, in <laughs> this industry's been so stressful to get where we're at. Sometimes right. I even feel weird talking about it. So it's like just like PTSD from oh, yeah. you know being followed and watching friends Everywhere. get arrested and all those oh, things wow. that came with yeah. this industry. You know, like yeah. you know, it, it hasn't always been uh, the walk in, in the park that it is today. And you know, a lot of people truly risked their freedom and yeah. lived extremely stressful lifestyles to you know be where we are all at yeah. today you know so thank you everyone out there that really um stood their ground and and believed in this industry and their craft to allow it to be where it's at today yep and we're gonna keep fighting the good fight mm -hmm. absolutely well shane with that many years being into it on the road you must have come across some funny strange unusual stories characters anything that off the record you can talk about or can we use the term uh, allegedly? Yes, allegedly <laughs> is a rocky and cheated term. Yeah. If you need to use any here. disclaimers, it's fine. All right, yeah. so allegedly we were selling hundreds and hundreds of pounds <laughs> to a lot of <laughs> illegal stores now. Um, I don't know. The industry does come from a very risky factor, and all those things are real, you know. Um, I, I like to look at, uh, you know, what um, NorCal has offered to SoCal, you know, all the outdoor mm -hmm. farmers out there. Um, that were putting themselves uh, at risk with, you know, flyovers yeah. and all those guys up there. I've seen some beautiful, amazing farms, um, met all kinds of awesome characters up there on the hill. And those guys sat up there for so long, working their ass off. And then the guys would come and cut it down at a certain point. Yeah, I mean, it. that shit is out in the open. Yeah. And there's no dodging a helicopter or police coming up on your property that You're you dead. live and sleep and eat. And sometimes your family's there too. Yeah. You know, this this craft is not, um, you know, it was so frowned upon, but these guys are farmers and they're hardworking farmers yeah. and it supplies their family. It supplies um, their lifestyle. Like it, it really offered and has offered and will continue to offer so much, um, you know, sustainability, you know, in, in, in where we're at in this industry. So, you know, I take my hat off to all the guys that work their ass off and taking that risk out there in the open air. And then all the guys hiding, you know, in the <laughs> indoor, indoor warehouses in L.A., you know, but like, you know, moving packs and stuff off the hill and, um, you know, going deep into Garberville and just meeting all the great characters I have and drinking a million IPAs with them and learning about the craft and and seeing like 15 foot tall outdoor. You know, those guys work so hard and, yeah. you know, the guys indoor, too, it's just it's like secret hiding thing that was going on for so long. <laughs> so I just, you know, I, I would love. The, like the NorCal and SoCal to really benefit off each other and kind of look at, um, you know, you know, going up there and, and uh, having the luxury of meeting these farmers and 
take driving the gauntlet which was scary as shit back in the day when you're loaded up with a couple hundred pounds <laughs> oh, <yeah. laughs> just trying to make it from mendo to la and then yeah. guess what i made it and i'm going back you know what i mean <laughs> that's and like, the original you know, OG. yeah done, yeah done plenty of those living in the rearview mirror you nice. know and, and it's exciting times and it's just something you know that uh comes with the culture and for those that have done it you know like it's uh it's the real deal. When you got a cop behind you and you got a couple hundred pounds in your car, <laughs> you know, how, how well are you going to react? You right. know, how, how, how cool out of your really chest. are you? You know, <laughs> so, you know, there were, there was some good old days to that and, um, I'm sure they still exist and, and that's great. And I'm just proud to, uh, be a part of the, the current industry and, and, uh, be able to talk about what we do now. You know, this, uh, this industry wasn't something that we could all talk about a long yeah. time ago. So it's really nice to share this, um, common cultural bond and and uh you know see where everything's going and it's going in the right direction as long as they start lowering the taxes that'd yeah. be great right yeah big help so in, in your journeys was there one unique character that you recall one guy that just stood out of the pack back og days oh man you know alleged <laughs> allegedly <laughs> uh there was a uh you know there was a couple great shops in the valley uh one of them in particular you know, he's a, a great guy, a great family man. He had a great glass company. Um, he had a, a silk screening company and I used to vend pretty heavy to him. And, um, you know, I, I remember vending to him pretty heavy and I was going to take off on a vacation. And as I was driving to, through the Canyon, cause I lived up in the Hills, I saw this Durango and, uh, I started to put up some Halloween decorations, you know, and, at my house. And I saw that Durango pass by my house and I was like, there's just no way yeah that that guy randomly drove by my house. He definitely <laughs> ran my plate. So I'm like, all right, I get in my car and I drive down, I look over and there's like 13 Dodge Durangos. And I see these guys on walkie talk and they were probably watching me vend that day. And they saw me go to my boy's spot who was huge. They called him the compassion King. So every like, I think once a month he would do like 300 gift bags with products and there would be guys lined up all the way down the street. He was such a great guy. And he was one of the you know most well-known you know, dispensaries back then. And, um, I ended up going on vacation, you know, the cops, nothing really happened at that moment, but I definitely knew something was going to happen. And, uh, I went out of town on a little vacation, came back and my boy's like, yo, did you hear what happened? I was like, what? And they're all go by homie spot right now. And then I was like, all right. So I grabbed my, you know, ex-girlfriend's car at the time. This is many, many moons ago. And I drive by and there's a ton of cops there oh. and his door was kicked in. They raided his shop. They raided his home. Wow. They raided all of his business. The poor guy just lost everything. And he was so, they called him the compassion King for a reason. Like he, he donated and gave so much. And then this guy had to reap the wrath of that. So that's the worst, you man. know, that's just like one little story Yeah, and there's so many others, but like, you know, just to see people really put themselves out there to help a community, to try to start a business and for that to happen, it was just, I felt so bad for the guy and he's such a great person. Yeah. Hopefully he's resurfaced us in some good I way. I hope here. so. He's smart enough. Yeah. He was a good hustler and he was a good dude and you know, good things happen to good people. So for real. Well, Shane, for yourself, you know, um, what, here's, here's a good question for you. You know, what's your personal connection to cannabis and what was your first time like? Oh God. When, where, who, what happened? <laughs> Um, and we want all the dirt <laughs> and it, it oh can be God. alleged if you allegedly. need it to be. Uh, I think I was too young to have any allegedly things going on at that time. But, uh, my best friend, Justin, he was one of my, uh, like really big influencers cause he was growing before I got into it and he kind of showed me the way. But when we were kids, I think we were about 
14, couple surfer, you know, Dogtown Rats kind of guys, um, hanging out, hanging out with this group of girls. And I remember we're all sitting in a circle in our bedroom. And this is probably some like stress weed or whatever. Back. I don't even know what it was. But anyways, we're that smoking. That 70s show. Yeah. So we're like, I think we're like smoking out of the shitty pipe. And uh, this girl, Lisa, just starts fucking like, just starts crying and just like freaks out. And, and I just took a couple hits like right after her. And she's freaking out. And I'm like, dude, I'm like, is that going to happen to me? You know? And, and everyone's like, no. And I'm like, I don't want to end up like that. And I was like, oh, shit. You know, so we're all just sitting there. And I'm looking at her. And she's crying. And I'm thinking, I'm next. You know, I'm oh, like, I'm like oh. coming to an end, yeah, man. Like, you know, long story short, it, it, it was, it was like kind of like, it was like a weird thing because I didn't know what I was experiencing at the time. I was so fo- focused on her panicking. And I'm like, holy shit, I'm waiting for my panic attack yeah. to happen. And uh, I don't know how many times I've quit weed from those panicky moments when you get some really good product. But I was like, oh, shit, man. Maybe I've been doing this too much for too long. And then 10 minutes go by and I'm like, all right, I'm going to hit another hit. So, you yeah. know? So, it's like, so the big question is, have you ever cried? Uh, no. Okay. <laughs> no, I have not cried. <laughs> I had to really think about it, though, because there may have been a moment I Your felt class. like crying. I was right there. Yeah. I was right there. Maybe. You know, maybe I have. I At this moment, I just feel paranoia <laughs> was something that was uh, always around, and I'll never forget being paranoid. <laughs> crying? Yeah. I don't I don't know. Maybe it is a, a, a therapeutic thing to where it does help people express <laughs> emotions. I don't know. Maybe I'll try to cry more. Oh, she, you should see Cheetah. She doesn't cry, but she becomes like five different characters. That's she good. becomes a real Rocky, and she's like the British queen, and she's like, man, I've seen her go through so many personalities. I'm thinking this lady is like five times schizo. <laughs> she's doing it. Yeah? Yeah, a little multiple personalities. What strain yeah. brings out your best personality? <laughs> I don't even know what it was. <laughs> it was whatever strain. Yeah. That's great, though. But it did the job. It was a good experience. Uh, There's that. Yeah. But then I have, you know, my horror stories, too. Oh, yeah. I've had some not-so-great experiences. I think think the first... Well, that was like smoking out of the pipe. And then uh, uh, there was one time um, my buddy uh, Oren, his brother, was a pretty well-known weed guy in uh, Calabasas area a long time ago. And we were all going to the beach, and I, it was my first time using a bong, right? And I think his brother had some cat piss, right? That's oh, that was yeah. it was a cat. That's piss. a strain name. Yeah, that's strain name, guys. Cat. And piss. Yeah, it, was it a smells strain. like it. And it, I was like, holy shit, this is much different weed than the first time I smoked, where this girl was crying, and it was a totally different thing. So I'm in the back seat of the minivan. We're going to the beach, and they're teaching me how to use a bong, and they're like, look, we're gonna light this, and I want you to inhale, and you want to fill this thing up, and we're going to pull this out, and I want you to inhale as hard as you can. All right, easy enough, right? I'm, I think I'm 14, 15. Yeah. So that 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 process happens extremely well, um, but my result <laughs> after taking a huge bong rip like that, um, I was so paranoid, man. Mm-hmm. <laughs> I was just like, it was just a, it was an overwhelming experience that I'll never forget, and it was just, it was just funny, you know, just the the different levels of like, Oh, shit, yeah. I'm stoned. Yeah. <laughs> yeah, you're telling yourself that. Yeah. You're having that self-conversation. Oh, and then I you start so many yourself. self-conversations <laughs> that day. <laughs> if nobody else will listen to you, you will listen to yourself when you're consuming. There was a lot of self that day. <laughs> but yeah, it's, uh, I don't know, man. I, I just really, uh, I've got a lot of passion for the plant and um, just really proud to be in the position that we're in. And I really appreciate you guys Definitely. having me here. Well, we loved having you here and all the great, you know, OG stories and uh, so coming full circle from the OG days to now, so Maven, can you leave us with one big statement, one yeah. big grand headline? <clears throat> yeah. Um, 
I don't know. I think I'll just go back to, I don't know if it's a broken record or not, but just curating the brand and, and uh, what it means. Did I discuss this earlier? Did I talk about what it means as far as on a connoisseur level? <clears throat> Excuse me. Um, you know, curating the brand and, and looking at uh, so many beautiful companies out there. Um, I just, you know, the group and I just kept looking at this whole craft. I think I talked about it earlier on the smell, the pinch and whatever. Yeah. But just, you know, being authentic, really focusing on the, the quality that we could put out there. So the term Maven, um, you know, like I said, I don't know. Did I say it earlier? I still you don't know. Sure I don't remember anything I say when I come hey, on hey, here. Are you a little high right now? Yeah, I think so. I think I should have <laughs> left that last joint alone before I came in here. It happens every time I, in this it's, room. It's just so funny. You put the headphones on and you get behind a microphone. I forget everything I'm saying. But, you know, just going back to authenticity and, and just uh, Maven. I got one for you. Let's Maven see. puts the passion behind the plant. There you go. Woo! I like that. And that Where you been, so Dana? Bad. That sounds so sexy. We got a new slogan. We got a new slogan right there. Oh, yeah. Keep it going. <laughs> yeah. uh-huh. I like that one. I like that one a lot. But, you know, just, just really keep. quick. Yeah, I like that. Thanks, Dana. <laughs> you, can, you can take it. <laughs> um, you know, just, just, a, just a couple dudes that really uh, believed in where the industry was going and, and putting a lot at risk to uh, be where we're at today. And we're just very thankful for the response that we've gotten and all of our supporters and feedback and everything that's gotten us to a point to where we're at. And I really look forward to everything ahead and uh, sharing with the culture and community. Great. Those are excellent values. And, you know, we appreciate you coming up here from SoCal, kind of helping bridge the SoCal NorCal divide of cannabis. Hopefully there's not much of one, but you know, we keep having these conversations. We bridge that gap and we're in, we're one California, we're one cannabis community. Yeah, definitely. Well, you're welcome back anytime, Shane. Shane from Maven here with Rocky and Cheetah. Thank you, guys. The coolest podcast. And, you know, Shane, as well as Rocky and Cheetah, we always love to hear your comments, your feedback. Anything you want to talk about, please, please reach out to us at rockyandcheetah at colas.com. We look forward to it. Cheetah? Always a I'd pleasure. I'd love to have you back here. Thank you. And please don't leave me. I won't leave ever or I'll again. have to start singing and nobody wants that. Yeah, please don't. Yeah. Just kidding. Shane, thanks for being here <laughs> Thank today. You guys, appreciate you guys it. check out Maven in all six Cola stores. Thanks, Colas. Ciao, ciao for now. Bye.